The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. The king of sports books, BetMGM, has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. If you're in Vegas, bring your state-issued ID to any MGM property, and you're ready to bet within minutes. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. And also, this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as we welcome you back on a Saturday, the last Saturday in September, Michael Lombardi, week four of college football. We are going to get Matt Humans up in a second here and take a deep dive with the host of Saturday Bet Prep and Sunday Bet Prep. Remember, his Saturday night show airs 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. That's live, but it's replayed before us. And you know who I heard yes. from this morning? I heard from our buddy Bill Berman. Who first yes. off, we send our condolences to Bill Berman. Our, send our best to our friend Bill Berman. But he texted me. He loves because remember Matt Human show is replayed. So Saturday bet prep and Sunday bet prep replayed before the Lombardi line goes live. And Bill Berman was lauding Matt Human show this morning. 
I think it's one of the best things we do of many things on this network, and, and it's awesome that Matt has come up with the idea to include all these handicappers and build this contest and talk about it and give out all these picks when you're a VEASAN subscriber and get all these different, and they're all different. Everybody, you know, they're all different in terms of college and pro. It's just not pro. And so you could see their picks, and the conversations are great. And if you're getting ready to make plays today at the window here at the Borgata or anywhere at the South Point, uh, you know, it's a show you must listen to. It's, it's, it's one of the best shows. I listen to it every week. I love it. So what you're talking about is his show, Matt Eumann's show, Saturday Bet Prep, coincides with the Circa Invitational, which is something he, Matt, and Derek Stevens, who runs Circa, of course, own Circa, put together with professional handicappers. VEASAN pros, if you sign up, VEASAN.com slash subscribe, you can get all those professional handicappers picks, right? So if you want yep. the invitational picks, you can find them all at VEASAN.com. Okay, so we're, we're going to effort... Uh, for Matt Eumanns here. I will say this. He does like Wisconsin today at the shoe in Ohio State, and I'm going to push back on him a little bit. This number's gotten up to 19, 19 and a half with Ohio State laying it here, Michael. Uh, one thing mm-hmm. I would say is it's pretty simple for Ohio State in that defense. Make Graham Mertz beat you and stop, stack right. the box, and have Braylon Allen, the stud, the running back there. Wisconsin always has a great running back, but make the running back beat you. I mean, it's, that's essentially they have one hand tied behind their back offensively, Wisconsin. No doubt. And look, Wisconsin, you know, they lo- Washington State's a better team than most people think they are, right? And, and they lose to Washington State 17-14 in a defensive struggle there. Their two wins are against New Mexico State 66-7 and Illinois State 38 to nothing. But this is going to be Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator of Wisconsin's biggest challenge, is slowing down C.J. Stroud and all the skill of Ohio State, who should be more in a rhythm, you know? And look, we know that Wisconsin wants to control the football kind of slow the game down they're the eighth best scoring defense in college football right now right they're the eighth best they're the 11th best in total defense in college football it's going to take all that and then some i think we're and i don't want to speak for maddie humans i think where the line where people are favoring wisconsin is they're counting on that defense to keep that line under three touchdowns to, to be able to cover that spread just based on their defense Okay, let's go college. A tune-up for Ohio State, 77-21 beatdown of Toledo where they were penalized just once, Ohio State. College football podcast is brand new over at VEASAN.com. In that podcast, Matt Eumanns, as we say good morning, you did give out Wisconsin. Let's go ahead and tackle Wisconsin catching the 19-and-a-half. Yeah, good analysis there from uh, Mr. Lombardi. I, I agree. I think this is Jim Leonard's biggest challenge. He's a great defensive coordinator, and uh, – I'm putting my faith in him a little bit here, too. And also, I think the Badgers are the type of team that are built uh, to be able to uh, hang with the Buckeyes. When I say that, you have to be able to run the ball. You have to control the clock. Take the air out of the ball, so to speak, and keep that Ohio State offense out of rhythm on the sideline. And uh, I think the Badgers can do that. Now, you can't just run the ball because you could stack the box. You saw what the Bills did against the Titans on Monday night. If you're, if you're not much of a threat to pass, you can stack nine guys in the box and stuff the run. So I, uh, Graham Mertz, the Badgers quarterback, he's got better numbers right now than he's, than he's had the past couple of years. But uh, like Michael said, a lot of that's against very weak opposition. We're talking about uh, New Mexico State, Illinois State, and that home loss to Washington State. So until I see Mertz do it, I'm not sure I believe it. But with Braylon Allen and Chesma Lucy, two of the best running backs in the Big Ten, I do think the Badgers have a shot here. And for me, it also comes down to the number. This is very similar to the 
Notre Dame-Ohio State handicap that we talked about a few weeks ago. I thought the numbers should have been more around 11, 12, 13, and instead you were getting 17 and a half with the Irish. And they led that game in the second half, and the Buckeyes had to rally late to uh, even win it, and they won it 21 to 10, and Notre Dame did not get much production out of its quarterback that day. I think the Badgers uh, are getting an inflated number here. It's all the way up to 19 and a half. Uh, so I, I did play the dog here, and hopefully the dog can have success on the ground, control the clock, and uh, that's the way you can stay in a game like this. By the way, speaking of numbers, guys, sorry, did you no, guys go ahead, realize? Please. Did you realize Wisconsin has been favored in 24 consecutive games going into today? So you're taking a team that's been favored essentially for two years. Wow! Every week, it is suddenly a 19 and a half point underdog. Wow, I never, I didn't realize that. That's yeah. an incredible stat right there. Yeah, that's a, that's a tribute you, to, <laughs> to to their program, yeah. to Paul are Christ you and the program. A, are you wearing a Ron Dane uh, jersey underneath that button down, Matt? You're big time <laughs> Wisconsin today. Uh, how about this one? You may you may have lost the price. You got seven on Clemson at Wake Lane. It's a five twenty one matchup. I see the number jumping. I got eight. A couple of shops showing eight and a half now with Clemson laying it. Yeah, in the uh, Circuit Friday Football Invitational last night, we had some sharp handicappers come in on Clemson, and uh, one of the sharpest guys, who's uh, Joey Toons Fortuna, who's a part of uh, one of the sharpest betting groups in this country. That's his best bet as Clemson today. And I, I don't play many favorites, but I like Clemson here too. I think that defensive front seven is going to overwhelm Wake Forest up front, and uh, there's not going to be much time for Sam Hartman to throw the ball in this game. The Clemson uh, offense has not been anything dynamic up to this point, and I'm not sure DJ is going to last for the long term as a starting quarterback. I think eventually uh, Dabo is going to go to Cole Klubnik, the, uh, the five-star freshman. But for today, I think it's going to be all about defense. I think the Clemson D is uh, too strong for Wake Forest up front, and the Tigers control this game and win by double digits. Matt Eumann's joining us here, Lombardi Line, one that Michael and I haven't discussed, USC, Oregon State. This kid has been great as a dog at Oregon State. Uh, How about this number? You're catching, what, six? Now, I see the numbers dipped a little bit with USC laying five and a half on the road here, Matt. Yeah, I'm the the idiot who's going to bet against uh, USC and Ohio State, Uh, okay? (laughs) When everybody else is going to be laying the points. A lot of people are going to be laying the points. I don't think they're are many Pac-12 defenses that are going to be able to contain this USC offense, but this is one. I really think Oregon State's Jonathan Smith has a defense that can do it. And if not, if this turns into a shootout where you have to trade shots, I actually think the Beavers can do it. Uh, Chance Nolan is playing at a much higher level this season at quarterback. Deshaun Fenwick has really stepped up to replace B.J. Baylor at the running back spot. And uh, Oregon State, like you said, the Beavers have been uh, great in the dog role, and I respect that. Too. And I think this is really the first time that the Trojans are going to be tested. They played Rice, Stanford, and then uh, last week at home against Fresno, that game blew open after Jake Hayner, the Fresno quarterback, went out with an injury. You go on the road here, it's going to be a, a tougher deal for USC today. I don't like it that you're not getting a full seven. Early in the week, you could get seven with Ohio with uh, Oregon State, and at less than seven, it's not as good a bet. But uh, I still will tell you there's plenty of sharp money on the Beavers this week. You know, I think Michael, Jonathan you, Smith you look like you're one hell of a job. 
Yeah, I think he does a hell of a job, and I think he's a really good offensive coach. And I think going into Corvallis, I know this sounds crazy, mm -hmm. but it isn't an easy place to play, right? right? I mean, he's got this fan base excited about their program up there, and I think this we're going to learn a lot about USC's defensive team this year, and we're going to learn a lot about their mental toughness. I think this will be a fun game to watch. I, I'm with you, Matt. I, I, I don't think or Oregon State's not a pushover, right? They're not. I mean, they played Fresno State. People say, well, they only beat Fresno by three, and USC killed them. Well, Fresno's quarterback got hurt. That's that's the reason that game got away from everybody. Yeah, that's correct. Felica, who's part of the Invitational, points out Oregon State is 16-6 ATS as an underdog, 10 outright wins since 19. Jonathan Smith has been killing it there. Let's yeah. continue, then we'll come back with Matt Humans and go pro, but let's continue with his college picks here on the Lombardi line. Matt Humans joining Hawaii at New Mexico State. You're going to lay it with New Mexico State. I got four, four and a half here. I laid two and a half with uh, the Aggies, and it's not too often... Uh, that I'll play New Mexico State. And it's not too often we see the Aggies in the favorites role. The Hawaii right now, Paul Stone, who's part of our uh, Friday Night Invitational, he's a college football handicapping specialist. He told me last week on his uh, updated college football ratings, 131 teams, he's got Hawaii rated 131. And uh, New Mexico State's usually around that bottom spot too. Uh, but if you've watched Hawaii a little bit this season, Hawaii's a bad team on offense, bad on defense, bad on special teams. There's not much you can point out that's positive uh, with Hawaii aside from the running back, Hedrick Parson, who's uh, got some talent. I think the travel spot, uh, Michael and Patrick, is going to be a problem here for Hawaii, too. You went to Ann Arbor, got your butts kicked, you fly back home to play Duquesne, and who gets fired up for a trip to Las Cruces, New Mexico? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. So I, they, I, have good, <laughs> they, have, they have good fast uh, food there, Matt. You, you might yeah, get excited. Uh, hey, let's do this in 30 seconds. JMU, maybe a letdown here for App State. You do like James Madison on the road at App State. You had him catching seven. It's down to six and a half. This is the situational spot of the week for an underdog, right? After the way App State won on that Billy White shoes like Hail Mary last week. Uh, I think you have to bet against them. And by the way, the Dukes are good. They blasted Middle Tennessee and Norfolk State by a combined 107 to 14, and they're off a bye. We are going to transition to pro pro football. Well, the buzz, the, the buzz in the book here is James Madison. I can tell you that here in well, Jersey, the buzz is James Madison, and that's why that numbers dip from seven down to six and a half. We'll get to pro football with Matt Humans next. Remember the College Football Betting Podcast. You want more of Matt? We're back, Lombardi Line. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Matt Humans was a part of the NFL guide. He was a part of the college football guide. I'm not sure if he's a part of the VSIN hockey season prep guide, but we've got it for you over at vsin.com. Of course, get in depth analysis from our hockey experts. That's Annie McNeil with predictions for teams, players, win totals, daily betting tips, season long trends to watch, plus three new things every new NHL better should know. So again, we're going to help you get started with NHL betting. Remember, the season's just around, around the corner. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Again, you got the College Football Betting Podcast. You got the Saturday and Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans. Friday night coincides with the Circa Invitational. We've got so much going on right now as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line on a Saturday, Week 4 College Football. We're going to transition Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher at Circa Live now, and we're always thankful when he comes in. Matt Eumanns joins us. And Matt, you wanted to fire off a little bit here as we start an NFL conversation <laughs> about the Las Vegas Raiders. Take it away, Matt. I was not in a good mood Got last Sunday night. Not in a good mood at all. And since I've been on with you guys here in the first month, I've been about 
a 50% handicapper probably, and uh, I split out on the NFL, I think, with you guys last week, and one of the losses I had was the Raiders. And, uh, okay, a couple things I wanted to bring up and get, get Michael's thoughts on this. First of all, I thought, you know, Josh McDaniels is typically a very good play caller. I think he got too conservative last week, too many first down runs up the middle in the second half. Derek Carr wasn't executing uh, some throws he should have made. Uh, but really, I'm not sure what the Raiders were thinking and how they were defending Kyler Murray. He just kind of was running around playing backyard football, and he's he's tough to contain when he just goes off script like that. Uh, but the Raiders won that game. It was over. It was 23-15. to 15. They got a fourth down stop, and there was a phantom flag in the back of the end zone on a penalty that I still have not seen. Michael, what the what happened there? And uh, Matt, what, what was the penalty? Matt. Yeah. Matt, I, I've been saying it all week. You just you just took the words right out of my mouth. You meatloafed me here. I mean, it's like they they just did it. I have no idea. Like I have no idea where that call came. I asked my son. They nobody knows. I mean, that's the NFL at its finest, right there. Like that call, and and then they said he was in the pocket. Murray wasn't no, in the pocket no. for more than a second. He got out of there. As, I mean, he was like DB Cooper out of the back of the plane. I mean, it was over. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, uh, don't get me started on that. Look, here's the thing I do say, and I keep track of this every week. They, the Raiders did not convert a third down in the fourth, in the second half, okay? So, you know, I learned this from Belichick. Like, for I mean, yeah, that call killed them. But there were a lot of other things that, the, that affected the Raiders. Carr's execution, as you indicated. Mm-hmm. The fact that they didn't convert a third down in the second half. I always sit there, Matt. And I was by myself with, with my dog, Bella, and Lana. They were just sitting there watching the game. And I, I'm fully invested in this. And I said to myself at halftime, we got to get to 27. we got to get to 27. We win at 27. Mm-hmm. And the reason that Murray was able to play Sandlot, he did it against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs kept scoring. Like, when you play Murray, you got to keep scoring because he exhausts you. He exhausts your team in the defensively in the second half because you're chasing him around. And I think that's what happened. And in spite of all this, in spite of all this, if Renfro just protects the football, they're going to kick a game-winning field goal. Yeah, they kicked a game-winning field goal, and it looked like that was going to happen there. But I think I'm mostly frustrated about that phantom flag in the end zone. Because you said Murray was out of the pocket. That was a garbage garbage call. That was a game the Raiders, that was over. It was 23-15. It was done. So uh, that was sickening. But you and, gotta, uh, it looked uh, like the, the flag was late too, Matt. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know, I never saw the flag come up on the on the ticker because I don't have the sound on. So I never saw the flag come up. And so I'm cheering in my living room. Yes, we got this. It's <laughs> over. And all of a sudden there's a flag comes out of nowhere. I don't know. And I, I, I didn't turn on the I didn't turn on the, the volume to see what it was. I just saw the referee make the call. I'm gonna and they couldn't f- find it. Yeah, TV couldn't find it either. I know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's what I was going to say. I was going to flip it around on you and play the Patrick Maher role here and say, how do you handicap the Raiders now as they go to Nashville? <laughs> uh, seriously, to play the Titans. They're road favorites. They're small road favorites in this game, mainly because the Titans look so bad Monday night. They, you know, they, they trade A.J. Brown. They don't have a, a deep receiving threat. The, the Bills did put eight, nine guys in the box and stuffed Derrick Henry. Do you like the Raiders to rebound here on the road or not? 
Well, I mean, it's, Raiders don't have Josh Jacobs didn't make the trip. No Hunter Renfro. Renfro didn't make the yeah. trip. No Renfro. So they're kind of beat up. I, I do like the Raiders. I like it when their backs to the wall. Look, here's what they've got to be able to do. Carr's got to execute. they got to keep Carr from worrying about getting hit. Yeah. Right? We know that. That's the knock on Carr it's always been. they got to keep him protected, and they've got to get the ball to Adams. He can't have two catches for 14. Now, if you watch, if you watch the game, the way the Tennessee Titans try to attack the Buffalo didn't work. They, play, uh, they played zone when they played man they got beat this game's going to be all about making ryan Tannehill have to play mm-hmm. you know stop the run make Tannehill have to play play really good in the red zone i do like the raiders today i don't want to jinx them tomorrow i mean let's do this maddie take it away with your circa plays you give mm-hmm. your pick and then michael you respond why don't we start with the dolphins matt i gotta tell you this is one of the toughest weeks i think i'm seven and three or six and four i'm seven and three in the westgate six and four uh, in the circuit right now, and I had a tough time coming up with the five uh, this week. Now, Michael, I did decide even before the news came down, well, I guess mm-hmm. it's not news yet that Justin Herbert uh, is going to sit Sunday because we don't know for sure he's going to sit. Early in the week, Jaguars plus seven was on my card. That was going to be one of my best bets. I thought even if Herbert played, he was going to be limited by the rib cartilage injury, and uh, I kind of like the way that Jaguars front is playing, and the Chargers are always fragile favorites. They're not great in the favorites role, uh, so Jags plus seven is one I was going to play. Now, that number's down to three. What do you think we're going to see in the Chargers uh, quarterback situation on Sunday? You know, I think that number moved. Uh, Matt, all week long, Patrick and I had talked about this number being out, out of, I thought it was out of sync. It started, I think, at 11 in some places, and it went down. It was, eight, you know, I think Jacksonville's better than people think they are. Mm-hmm. I agree. That front's hard to block. The other fact we didn't talk about is Lindsey and Pimpkins may not play. The right tackle in the center, they're both hurt, too. Yep. So, for me, like, you go against a good front, and if, Peterson doesn't get in the way, like go for it on a stupid fourth down or decides to get away from the running game. He's going to have a hard time blocking them too, don't get me wrong. But I thought Lawrence took a giant step up last week. They should be 2-0, this Jacksonville team. They were better than Washington. They didn't win it. I loved the pick before the before the number went down and so obviously in the contest it stayed there i was on chris russo you know making picks with him and of course naturally the number flipped i was going to use jacksonville as my number one pick at Mm -hmm. plus seven okay so uh rolling with the jaguars and i like them anyway this week i also like the panthers and uh i don't know if it's if i'm fading the saints i just don't like what i'm seeing from Jameis winston uh so far right now matt rules got to be on thin ice you would think Baker Mayfield's going to be playing with an edge. This is an 0-2 home dog catching two and a half or three points. Believe it or not, the Panthers have lost and failed to cover nine straight games. Okay, that's ridiculous, but I'm going to bet on that streak ending. I like the Panthers as home dogs. What about you? All right, last week, last year they played them week two. The, with Jameis Winston under center, they had six first downs, the Saints. Mm-hmm. Panthers won 26 to 10. They've always moved the ball on them. They lose week 17, 18 to 10. The, 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 the Saints only had 15 first downs in that game. They do a really good job. I wrote about that in Beeson.com. Phil Snow does a good job uh, of coordinating against 
Pete, uh, Pete Carmichael or Sean Payton. I think this is a good spot for the Panthers. Full disclosure, I'm rooting for my son, so he's there. But look, there's such a thin line. Patrick and I talked about this. Matt Rule could easily be 2-0. and mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about him getting fired, and he's about a, he's two field goals away from being 2-0. and He could be Brian Dayball, the talk of New York, and instead he's talking about getting fired. You know? Yep. I think, to me, this is their, this is the last, this is the custard game for them. They've got three straight home games going forward. I think they're going to pull an upset. Okay, Keep I do going, too. Matt. That's that's the way I'm thinking too because uh, Carolina's lost two games at the gun. Could be two and zero is zero and two. Let's go with the Panthers and Matt Rule to stop that streak. I'm playing the Dolphins, and I hate to bet against the Bills. Michael, you're right about what you said this week. Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league right now, and uh, it's bad business, risky business to bet against the Bills. They've won twenty consecutive times by double digits. But here's the key. I think they're, they're down four defensive starters. They're going to be playing yeah. backups on the corners. And when you have to face Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, uh, that's going to be t- that's a tough assignment for that Buffalo defense. This is kind of one of those games I've wavered on most of this week, but I, I decided last night that there's too many injuries on the Buffalo defense, so I took the points with the Dolphins. You know, it makes sense, but here's what I would say. When you're playing backups, that means right away you take off your play sheet, we're not playing man-to-man. We're not playing man-to-man. We're not playing man-to-man. Unlike Mike McDonald, you know, not the lead singer of the Doobie Brothers, but the Mike (laughs) McDonald in Baltimore. You know, like, you got to stay away from that. Look, I think think Josh Allen is capable of covering this by himself. I think it'll be a shootout. I think the over would be in play. Mm -hmm. I, I get your point. I mean, your logic is right. Miami's defense, if they don't have Xavier Howard, though, I think becomes that, that they become susceptible as well. Yeah, that was a sharp play last night in our contest. Uh, Bills, Dolphins over 53. There were a couple of really sharp guys who had that last night. I rounded out the card here, the contest card with Bears minus two and a half, back to back road spots for the Texans and Cowboys against the Giants on Monday night. I don't love it, but uh, I was trying to find a fifth game and I went with the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys. Okay. I think the Cowboys win that one. I think the Giants have been too lucky. Yep. Saturday Thank and you, Sunday Maddie. bet prep. I don't want to embarrass him, but everybody's talking about the show. Check it out with Matt Humans, Also, the college football podcast at vsin.com. Thank you, Matty. Appreciate you. Thomas Gable next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on vsin, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM Rewards. The king of sportsbooks unleashes the spirit of Vegas. So this is great. So you can get rewards every time you bet through the BetMGM app or BetMGM.com. What does it do? You get free plays. You can use those credits for free bets towards dining, shows, hotel rooms. It's betting's premier loyalty program, BetMGM. Check it out now. you got to be 21 years or older. And if you have a gambling problem, please contact 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we welcome you back. Michael Lombardi just said it as we come back here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. These shows fly, you know? We're last Saturday in mm. September. We're week four college football. We're starting to get into the meat of these conference games and the conference schedule, Michael Lombardi. We just had Matt Humans on. We've got Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata, hanging out with us. These shows fly by, my man. Yeah, yeah, they sure do. And and TG, we were just talking about it, Patrick. You know, when you get in the book, there's always a certain buzz going on here. And today, obviously, college football, Maryland, Michigan, a lot of great games going. But the, the one that everybody hits me with, and you're on it too, James Madison, Appalachian, that's been the talk yeah. of the shop here. Yeah. I, I personally think they should have held game day back for uh, this that, week at App State. They probably should have. I yeah. mean, well, just make it a regular v- venue. Why not? <laughs> How about, yeah, how about so, this uh, one? 
No, go ahead, yeah. please, Tom. Go Let's ahead. run with it. No, no, App State, real quick on this game. So App State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, but James Madison's coming into this game 2-0 and on the season. Most importantly, they're well-rested. Right. That, that's the They had an off week last year. And sometimes you get into these situations uh, where you, it's really just a situational handicap. Let's look at what App State has gone through, mm. you know, in just these few short weeks of the season. Uh, they had that unbelievable game against North Carolina there, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just up and down the field. Um, win against Texas A&M. Then they host game day, have that Hail Mary win against Troy. This is there's this is a situational spot that I think you can look for, and there's nothing wrong with this App State team. Uh, they aren't turning the ball over. They can get up and down the field. The defense has been steady, but there's certainly a chance that there could be a letdown here uh, against James Madison after all that's happened to them in the first few weeks. And you know, James Madison, they don't make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. They have a very good defense. They actually uh, lead the nation, I think, in. Um, uh, tackles for loss and in run defense. So, uh, and they have a good balanced offense. So this could be a spot here where James Madison, we've seen them taking a little bit of money here, uh, currently six and a half point dogs. That uh, this could be a spot for them. And it opened at seven and went down to six and a half. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That, that's a sign right there, Patrick. Yeah, Matt Humans highlighted it, and Thomas just did as well. It's a perfect spot. It's a perfect situation for JMU there at App State. Let's talk about another one here. This one's getting hammered at the Borgata. Minnesota, okay, Minnesota's 3-0. Michigan State looked terrible at Washington in the first half, but I'm a little surprised yeah. here. Minnesota's laying a full, what, three on the road at Michigan State East Lansing here? Yeah, they are laying three on the road, and... I think this game is really going to come down to can Mel Tucker uh, get this Spartan defense to bounce back after the Washington uh, loss. Um, last year, Michigan State gave up 411 passing yards per game, 10.3 yards per attempt. And it doesn't appear that they really fixed anything in the offseason here. Michael Penix Jr., he enjoyed that huge game uh, last week. Now they face sixth-year senior Tanner Morgan. He averages 11.7 yards per attempt this season, and I'd expect Minnesota to really rack up some big plays here today. And if the Spartans do kind of allow them to dump the ball off or pass underneath, that's going to really kind of play into the hands of Minnesota. Muhammad Ibrahim, also a six-year senior there at running back, He'll probably have a big day. He's already gotten off to a hot start this year. He's rushed for 464 yards and seven TDs. So, Michael, I think with all the issues we see here at the Michigan State secondary, do you think that they really have the offense here to keep up with Minnesota? You know, and and, and not only does the secondary got to concern you, it's this Minnesota running a game. Yes. I mean, it's just good. unbelievable, Patrick. They average over 300 yards rushing That's a game. Incredible. You know, and, and their yards per play is 13th best in the country. Now you say, okay, Lombardi, they played New Mexico State, Western State, but that Colorado game was over. That was one of my best plays last week. That Colorado game was over. They just went up and down the field. I mean, this is going to be a challenge. I'm shocked Michigan State's the favorite here. I really am. Uh, you know, partly because, you know, they're playing home. I think that's the only reason. But I, this Minnesota No, Minnesota team, is favored now. Minnesota oh, is three-point Min- favorite. It flopped. Yeah. Okay. But Mi- Minnesota's a really – I think they're a good team. I, I do. And this is a big game for them. If they get this one, they got Purdue, Illinois, before they play Penn State. Well, Michael brings up a good point, though, as far as the flop. Did you? Where did you have Michigan State in the spring on this game? 
Do you remember, Thomas? Mich well, Michigan State were were favored. Um, certainly back when these lines opened, uh, as you said, kind of game of the year lines. And uh, I think even earlier this week, some shops, they might have still been favored like as a point, yes, point favorite uh, or so. And then it, it flipped. So, and as you've just seen this steady stream of Minnesota money, and it, it makes sense when you, you kind of look at the, uh, the handicap of this game. And Minnesota's scoring average is high. But you got to remember, they, you know, they, they really, they built up that number from beating Akron. You know, I mean, they scored 52 on Akron. So right. you got to put that, I mean, they're the 36th best scoring team in the country, but time out. They scored most of those points against Akron. When they played Western Michigan, it was 35. When they played Washington, it was 28. Listen, they beat Colorado. I mean, I mean, come on, it, it, Colorado's about as bad as it gets right now, right, Michael? So that's. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't know uh, how I mean, to yeah. I mean, Matt, Matt Human said that Hawaii was the 132nd ranked team. If you went to 150, Hawaii would be 151. I mean, that you know, and, and I'm not sure that you know some of these other teams aren't in there with you. Yeah, and they beat Colorado 49-7. So that's inflated as we look at. Minnesota getting hammered there at the Borgata. How about Rocky Top, Tennessee, Florida? What are you sitting on? Yeah, so right now Tennessee laying 10.5 in this game. Uh, total is 63.5. It's uh, the Total's ticked up a point from where we opened at 62.5. And everyone knows what this Tennessee offense is capable of. They play with pace, one of the fastest in the country. Quarterback Hendon Hooker, he's come out averaging 9.9 .9 yards per attempt uh, this season. They can also run the ball very effectively. And that's going to be a problem, I think, for this Florida defense. And they give up 5.2 yards per carry uh, on defense this season. Anthony Richardson, the Florida quarterback, uh, maybe not quite Cam Newton yet, Patrick, uh, as you said. But, yeah, that's, uh, my bad. that's my bad. <laughs> no, it's he's not. Uh, Don't, uh, hang with know, it, Patrick. Listen, Don't give up on that uh, yet. You know, <laughs> passing that's the ball, fair. okay, not – Hasn't been great. Hasn't been great passing the ball. Average, does average 5.8 yards per carry, though, on the ground when he takes off. And they also have two great running backs there in, in Montrell Johnson and, and Trevor Etienne. So Florida should be able to move the ball on the ground. The concern here, I think, is if Florida gets down and they have to play from behind, they'll have to have Richardson yep. throw the ball. And that's and, you know, I think then you kind of look at the total. The total could come into play. This could potentially go over there if uh, if Florida's playing from behind. But uh, both teams have very good running attacks here. Yeah, I, I agree. Pace of the game is critical. And, and I like Billy Napier. He understands how to win games, how to play pace. He's not always just about let's rush our way through and just get as many plays as possible. It's got to be strategic how you handle this. I'm not giving up on Richardson just yet. He looks aesthetically nope. exactly no. like Cam Newton. Yeah. He's so talented. He does. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, yeah, I don't um, think it's too early to give up on him. How about this one? Because we've got 90-plus as far as BetMGM reporting. Michigan getting bet 90% of the tickets, 90% of the money. But me and Michael have been fascinated. We have not come off 17. Where are you, Maryland, right. Michigan, there at the Borgata? Well, uh, not much difference here. It's uh, Michigan is laying 17. They are getting the majority of the money and the tickets. Uh, really, where we've seen this is the the, the, the over has getting uh, hammered in this one. So I can see that uh, the over right now total is 64, and um, you know most of the bets there are on the uh, on the over. I, I think two overs are going to get hammered today. The SMU TCU over is going to get hammered, and this one. I think this is because I'm a, both teams aren't sure about how good they are on defense. And if we think they're not great, that over is going to come right into play. 
Well, Castillo over last year, Michigan scores, what, over 55 a game, and Maryland scores over 40 a game. So you're looking at a total of 65. Not surprised people are hammering the over on that one. Is there anything else that stands out? What about Oregon State, USC? It's an interesting number. I think it's dipped down to five and a half there, Oregon State. Uh, we're we're still at six uh, with USC, and um, you know this was a game that's gotten a lot of a, a attention. I think in the press, when uh, uh, so at least one book uh, opened up a number that's uh, uh, to attract some Oregon State money there. But uh, right now, it is USC who uh, are, are taking the uh, the majority of the money here, and uh, I, I don't think. We're really going to see much Oregon State money at six uh, from from where we're sitting right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to stay awake to watch that Oregon State program. That's the yes. problem. They're good. <laughs> you know, you know, you got if you got to tape it or you got to watch it on tape delay. But they're good. Jonathan Smith does a great job. I mean, there's somebody that if you're the Nebraska athletic director, you ought to look at him because he does a good job and it can recruit the West Coast, which you need to do at Nebraska. USC is just a, such a popular play though now oh, this year. The there's attacks. There's a yep. tax right now on Riley and USC. It is fascinating. Thomas Gable, good luck at the book today. Of course, he's our partner, Thank Thomas you. Gable, race and sports book director at the Borgata. We're going to come back and run the board here on the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare for you and a friend, hotel, tickets to the races, plus $1,000 in betting vouchers. It's an awesome deal from ExpressBet and VSIN. Head over to vsin.com slash horses to register. That's vsin.com slash horses to register. Okay, we got you back here on the College Football Saturday. I am going to bring up an NFL story because Michael yeah. always stresses the importance of getting ahead of a number. Micah Hyde, the yeah. safety, great safety for the Bills, has been shut down IR for the year with a neck injury. We're taking a look. Matt Humans did take Miami at home catching five and a half. But let's be fair. Buffalo is banged up everywhere in that secondary on defense as well. Yeah, and now I'm starting to see some four-and-a-halves out there. DraftKings in New Jersey's four-and-a-half. I mean, there's a bunch of them. I think this line's going to – I think it'll close right around – it was five-and-a-half. I think it closes somewhere around five, four-and-a-half. And why does these two safeties, Poyer and Hyde, affect the Buffalo defense? Because, A, it's the strength of their team, right? Both safeties are, are tremendous. They make all the calls. They get them aligned. And when you're playing a team like the, 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 the Dolphins, which want to try to make big plays, against their receiver, you got to make sure your safeties are in alignment and understand how to play the ball because eventually zone becomes man. So, you know, that's going to be the key. And the only thing that's going to get in the way of Buffalo is injuries, and this is one that hurts them. I think that line's going to shift. Josh Allen, I don't want to bet against him because I think he could take over a game anyway. DraftKings just went to four and a half, to your point. Buffalo lane four and a half. As you were talking, yeah. the board lit up. So DraftKings yeah. officially down to four and a half with all the injuries. Micah Hyde officially IR done for the season for the Bills. Okay, important to note, the reason we bring up an NFL story on a college football Saturday is because that number is going to keep dropping. So you want to make sure you're yep. getting out in front of these line moves. If you're betting 10, game, 10 minutes before kickoff, oftentimes you're going to get the worst of it. Okay, let's transition back. And I'm going to start with Wisconsin just because, you know, I like the way Matt Eumann's approached this. He's a little contrarian today. Of course, everybody on Ohio State, the numbers are ridiculous. It's up to 19 and a half at the shoe with Wisconsin in town, Michael. Yeah, but I thought with Matt, you, Matt, Matt projected 
a, a scenario of how the game has to go. How did Michigan win last year, right? Michigan beat them because Michigan was able to control the line of scrimmage and run the football. Now, Jim Knowles, the new defense coordinator at Ohio State, is going to have to decide. You know, it's easy to play base against Wisconsin. You're never going to really get into a nickel game. Against Michigan last year, Ohio State tried to hold, hold up in the run game with their nickel front. It didn't work. Well, this game they can, but I think the pace of the game, and I think Paul Christ offense, you've got, they've got two legitimate running backs on Wisconsin's teams, outstanding backs, and they're going to have to pound them, and they can't get away from their game plan. And Leonard's got to play. Two things have got to happen for Wisconsin to cover. No big plays, no plays over 50 yards, and play great in the red zone. And if you could do that, Wisconsin covers. Just thinking quickly as a pro tip, um, vsin.com slash subscribe for VEASAN Pro subscribers. Not all injuries created the same. Michael Lombardi pointed it out with the safeties. So just as a pro tip, remember, not all injuries created the same. Okay, that's one. Let's go Arkansas A&M. Remember, this is neutral. Jerry World in Arlington. I got A&M laying a point and a half. You know, look, Cunningham has been able to run the football effectively for Arkansas. Their, their offense is really good. Texas' strengths are defense. And so I just think, to me, Arkansas's defense has to improve from where they were last year, last week against Central Missouri, or against Missouri State, excuse me. And I like that. I, I just think, to me, if you're scoring 31 against Sam Houston, are you going to score enough against that? Now, I know they made the quarterback change, but the problem systematically in terms of A&M, I lean towards Arkansas here, Patrick. It's only a lean. To me, this will be a fun game to watch. Yeah, that's, I mean, again, strength v. weakness. You've got a great Arkansas offense. Their defense is not very good. Texas A&M, the inverse. Notre Dame, offense not very good. North Carolina scores at will. North Carol- Nor- Notre Dame has dominated the series. However, as I look, North Carolina at home lane two and a half. I see the juice on the two and a half going up, Michael, so we could see a three here with North Carolina laying it. Yeah, I mean, this is the per- if you've got a bad defense, you want to play Notre Dame's offense because Notre Dame's offense can't get generated points. Their, their quarterbacking play is not very good. Their best player, Michael Mayer, they can't get the ball to him when they need to get the ball to him. And North Carolina can move the football. This is going to be a really a challenge for Notre Dame, how they handle this. They've got to go down to Chapel Hill. You know, wonderful place to play. Beautiful. I'm sure Notre Dame will show up with a lot with a lot of a lot of folks down there. But to me, I don't know how when you're the 115th ranked offense in the country, you're going to score and match North Carolina. That's why I think the line's moving. You heard Matt Eumann say Clemson, the pros in Vegas all over. Clemson laying seven and a half at Wake. Again, I think it's just a terrible matchup for Wake with that defensive front of Clemson against that offensive front there with Wake. What do you got here? You know, I, I like Clemson a lot today. I gave Justin, uh, my, my our producer here, I gave him my pick. I like Clemson a lot. I don't love Clemson's team, but I just think to me, when you have that many guys in the defensive front against a team that struggles blocking that defensive front, I think it's they wear you down. And their defense, this will be they're kind of getting into their groove a little bit. I like Clemson a lot here. I don't love DJ, which always gives me pause for concern, but I like Clemson a lot here today. Okay, a game we focused on just because inordinate as far as tickets and money on Michigan at the big house. Maryland's 3-0. and They're in town, and it's 17. Again, I see one shop at 17 and a half, but everybody else 17, mostly 110 on the juice, so the number's not moving with Michigan laying it. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a hard one for me. I, I lean towards taking Michigan and laying the points here. I really do, just because I think with J.J. McCarthy under center, I think Michigan is dynamic offensively, and I think they're just good enough to be able to slow down this Maryland team and get the game to the fourth quarter and then extend the lead to three touchdowns. So I lean towards Michigan here, Patrick. Are you leaning – with the points here, it almost looks like a trap. You look at the number, you see Tennessee laying 10.5 against a Florida team that has traditionally dominated them. However, I think Tennessee looks to make a statement today. It's 10.5 on the number there, Rocky Top. Yeah, I mean, I, I but I think these are rivalry games, and I think the de Florida defense will challenge. I'm going to take Florida in the points. I think Billy Napier nice. will play the game the right way. I just think, to me, it's too many points in this rivalry type of game. Look, Florida's not a bad team. I mean, you know, when you lose to one of those Florida or you play a close game to a Florida team, you know, everybody thinks you're not very good. Those Florida teams are really good. I mean, Georgia Tech's going into Central Florida today, and the, what are they, a 21-point dog? Think about that. I'm going to ask you about a game you have pretty intimate knowledge of the Arizona program. Arizona at Cal. So Cal's laying three and a half. Think about Cal. They're in a very tough spot situationally. Emotional loss South Bend last week. They traveled back home. Here comes Arizona off a win. This is a good spot for Arizona headed to Cal. I'm surprised Cal's favorite. I really am. I mean, I'm shocked by it. Now, look, I love the Arizona program, Jed Fish and all the coaches there. DeLorean, the quarterback, played lights out last week, was lights out last week. Cowling, the inside receiver, was tremendous. They've got their running game going. And, look, you say, well, they only beat North Dakota State. North Dakota State's a good team. They run an offense that's hard to defend, right? They run something like Stanford, but it's a little bit more in the passing game. I think to me that North Dakota, if North Dakota State played Cal, they would beat Cal. I like Arizona today. I mean, and I don't think they've gotten too big for the britches. They had one penalty last week. They didn't turn the ball over against North Dakota State. They're playing better defensively. They're Cal doesn't have a passing game, and I think Arizona's corners will be able to handle the receivers. I like Arizona will move the ball if they don't turn the ball over. I'm saying that with my heart, so temper that a little bit because I'm rooting no. for Arizona, full disclosure. I totally agree. I totally agree with you. I'll take the four if I can find it with Arizona at Cal. Cal in a tough spot. USC, Oregon State. We talked about the wonderful numbers with Smith there at Oregon State covering as a dog. Ten outright winners in the last, what, 16, 17 games. Here comes USC. You're going to pay a tax. We know this. It's five and a half. I mean, look, if Clay Helton were coaching USC, this game would be a lot. You know, it, this is the, the Lincoln-Riley effect. Going into Beaver, Beaver, going up there to Corvallis and playing the Beavers is not an easy spot. Jonathan Smith can, is a really good offensive coach, and I think he'll be able to move the football. You know, I think this is a close game. I think this is a field goal game. I would take Oregon State. Do you take a lot of recruiting trips up to Corvallis? No, but I've been there. Look, the only thing about when you go to the Oregon schools, Patrick, if you get it on a nice day, you become intoxicated. It's absolutely gorgeous up there. But often it rains too damn much, you know, and you don't get those nice days. Those, those great days have to last you for a long, long time. But it, I, I like what he's done at Oregon. When I was first, first started in the league, Kansas State and Oregon State were the two worst programs in all of college football. And Jonathan Smith and, and Bill Snyder have done a good job of getting these programs back. And obviously Kansas State is more – advanced at Oregon State. Well, speaking of travel spots, how about the Falcons who play Seattle tomorrow? They stuck around in the Pacific Northwest to get the better weather as opposed to traveling all the way across the country to Atlanta after and then losing back, to the Rams. Yeah. I mean, that only makes sense. I think it helps your team, especially. I like it when it's in season. 
because it's your training camp. You bond because all these guys are on the team now. Michael, you enjoy the football today. We've got JBT and Danny Burke coming up next here on VSIN with Live Bet Saturday. Enjoy the games today, Michael Lombardi. Thanks, Patrick, and see you tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have a cup of coffee tomorrow, Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> I might have to deliver it to you. We'll find Michael a cup of coffee one day at the Borgata. We'll be back live here on the Lombardi line tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.